Welcome to The Kingstonian, a podcast that profiles individuals who are passionate about what they do for a living, about what organization they belong to, or simply passionate about the community they are a part of. Hello there and welcome. My name is Dave Cunningham. If you are a long-term resident of Kingston and have played local sports, or your kids have played local sports, you'll know that we have been blessed with two sports reporters who have gone out of their way to promote local teams and athletes. One was the late Max Jackson, the other is our guest today, and his name is Doug Jeffries. Doug, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Dave. You have been around doing sports for a long time. Well, I'm in my 44th year. I started... uh, That's crazy. I I can actually tell you I started on May 29th, 1976 on CKLC Radio. And you did sports there for 20... 23 years. 23. And then you shifted over to television. Yes. uh, So that you could get your face on the television. Well, you know, I, I, I loved radio. I always loved radio. Ever since I was a little boy, I wanted to be on radio. And I used to to watch and listen to Max Jackson on CKWS and by golly... We're going to talk about him yeah. in a second. I By golly, I'm here. doing exactly what Max used to do. So I'm so blessed. Now, with respect to all the sports that you've covered over that 43, 44 years, is there a sport that you haven't covered that you wanted to? Very interesting question. My answer to that would be no. I think I've covered a wide variety of sports. There may be a sport like hurling that I haven't covered um, I've covered field hockey. Um, you name the sport, and I think at some point I have covered it. Yeah. Maybe we'll digress a little bit, but the business of covering sports, and particularly new sports that you may not cover on a regular basis, how much time would you spend on doing research to make yourself aware of how the game is played? You know, I wish I had more time to do the research necessary to do my stories, but uh, I really have very little time in my day to mm-hmm. uh, to, to research stories. But uh, most of it's off the cuff. I, I go to an event. If I'm not too familiar with it, I will do a little bit of research to find outstandings and, and maybe the odd individual who's doing well. But um, I just go and I do the best I can in the short period of time that I have. For instance, last week was the the high school girls field hockey championship game. Thrilling affair at Queen's Tyndall Field. Regiopolis beat Holy Cross 2-1. And Dave, I put as much effort into girls field hockey championship as I would game seven of a Kingston Frontenac playoff game. Mm -hmm. Because I, I think the girls or the guys, whatever sport they're playing, it's their Stanley Cup. So I should take the time take the the necessary time to, to, to give them the exposure that they deserve. And uh, that's just who I am. I uh, Like I mentioned, I put as much time into that high school field hockey championship game, and I know the ladies uh, appreciated it, mm-hmm. as I do for any oh, yeah. other sport. I, I think right. they deserve that. Now, you're again an Akwe boy. I am. Did you uh, grow up there? Is that- Absolutely. And, uh, you know, my passion for sports, great question. It comes from my dad. Mm-hmm. What can I say about Lou Jeffries? Um, as a little boy, I, I watched my dad uh, perform. He he worked at the steel company during the day, and then at night uh, he was in a rink. He was at a ball diamond. He was with the Gananoque Canoe Club. 
Um, he volunteered his services for so many charities throughout the community. And I, as a little boy, I, I watched my dad and I saw this and he instilled those values into me today that, um, you know, care about your community, look after your community and never, never ask for anything in return. And uh, that's my motto. That's my philosophy in life. And it was all because of my dad. That's the way you've played the game. That's exactly right. Well put. Um, no question about it. Now, when you were a kid, I read somewhere where you were dreaming of being a sportscaster. It's not like kids normally who would dream of being a policeman or a fireman. You were dreaming of being a sportscaster. You've done your homework. (laughs) And it's amazing. Even when I was in public school and then in high school, everybody knew that someday Doug wants to be a sportscaster. And uh, I'm living my dream. What can I say? For close to 44 years, I have been a sportscaster, both radio and now television, and um, I just loved radio. I know you had a passion for radio, and I did as well, because I just love listening to the Mel Allens mm-hmm. and the Foster Hewitts describe the action. And I remember when Bobby Orr scored that overtime uh, playoff goal against the St. Louis Blues, I think it was 1972, where he went flying through the air. You know where I was? I was in the uh, middle of the football field at GSS with my transistor radio, listening to the game on CBC Radio and... Uh, <laughs> You know, that's just who I was. And and I captured that championship uh, goal by radio. You know that there are people listening who don't know what a transistor radio is. (laughs) Well, when I started broadcasting, and you probably remember these days, Dave, we had typewriters. Mm -hmm. We had manual typewriters in 1976. For those listeners who may not be aware, and we've talked about it on this show previously, I used to work at CKWS. Uh, when I just graduated from Queens and I worked there for about 20 years. So I know some of the people we're talking about and some of the experiences. And obviously doing radio back in the 70s and 80s is much different than doing radio now or even television now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I wanted to talk about how you decided to eventually get into broadcasting. Did you go to broadcast school or... Uh, what was the route that you took there? Yes, I went to uh, Loyalist College in Belleville. Okay. And my teacher was Brian Only, who you probably remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, a great teacher. He got my first job. Uh, I graduated from Loyalist uh, College in Belleville. And uh, he had contacts, of course. And I went to CKJD in Sarnia. And uh, so here I am, um, 20 years old, on my way to Sarnia. I lasted three weeks. And they only ran, I, I lasted three weeks because I got a phone call from John Birmingham okay. uh, here in CKLC. Kingston yeah, yeah, CKLC and said, would you come and be our sportscaster? So I jumped at the opportunity, and I'll never forget this as long as I live, Dave. I went into John Davinsky's office in Sarnia. He was the program director and the general manager and uh, told him I was leaving. After just three weeks, he had just hired me. And he looked at me and he said, you know, son, people who make decisions like this will never last in this business. That was almost 44 years ago. (laughs) Were you doing sports in Sarnia? I was doing news and sports. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're back in Kingston. You are doing sports on CKLC. Now, uh, with respect to mentors, we talked to Max Jackson's name floated through our conversation early on. Now, for those of you who may not be aware, Max Jackson was a legendary sportscaster in uh, Kingston at CKWS. And I worked with him when I was there in the 70s and 80s. Now, uh, did you, what was your relationship with him? Did you know him at all? I did know Max. Um, 
I got to meet him, first of all, at the Max Jackson Jr. Golf Classic that he used to have every year, and I was a young golfer, and I got to meet him there. But uh, Max retired, I believe, in 1977, so I did have a little bit of a relationship with him in 76 and 77 and saw him at the the Kingston Canadian Hockey Games all the time, and I used to be... uh, the broadcaster uh, at the Memorial Center for the Canadians games and his booth of course was right next door he was doing the play-by-play for uh, the Kingston Canadians at that time on on CKWS so yes I did have a relationship with Max and later on of course I I had a better one and interviewed him a couple of times when he went into the Kingston and District Sports Hall of Fame but uh, Max was an icon you're absolutely right Dave and uh, you know, I looked up to him, and I looked up to people like Johnny Kelly, who was a longtime sportscaster at, at, at CKLC, and John Birmingham, of course, and uh, Mark Potter, who was, is a sports uh-huh. Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very blessed to know those people. The story about Max Jackson that uh, I think tells the tale about him was the fact that he did radio and television, mm-hmm. and he would come in to do the early morning sports on radio, and then he would go home, and I think he would take a nap, and then he would come back and do the noon hour sports on radio. And then I'm not sure what time he came in, but he came in to do the TV sports at 6, uh, or whatever time it was, and then went home, came back, and did the late night sports on television. So he worked an incredibly long day. I couldn't believe it. Obviously, there was no union back then. No. Oh. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. I can't believe that he would come in in the morning, he'd do the noon, he'd do his TV sports, he'd do the radio as well, he'd go home for a little while, come back and do the 11 o'clock sports. Mm-hmm. He was back in at 6 o'clock the next morning. Oh, yeah. I have no idea how he did it. Um, I work 9, 10, 11 hours a day sometimes, weekends when I'm not supposed to. It's That's my passion, and that's how I feel I get the job done, because... You know, sports is not a nine-to-five no. you know, situation, So, but uh, I don't mind doing it. It's not a complaint. I just love what I do, and, yep. and I don't mind going above and beyond the call of duty because that's what Dad told me to do when he was young. When we watch television these days and information is flowing so quickly from point A to point B, and uh, I'm interested to get a handle on the feedback you get from listeners when you sit up there on the desk and do the news. You are talking primarily local versus national or the other way around? Absolutely. It's, uh, if I had the opportunity, my, my sports cast is five and a half to six minutes. And uh, if I could fill it completely with local sports, I will do that. Mm-hmm. National sports to me is, is just filler. Because you can get national sports 24-7 on so many different channels, both radio and television. And uh, so uh, we are a local television station, and uh, we thrive on local news, and uh, I believe in local sports. So I try to do as much as I can, try to find out as much local sports. And we are so blessed to have, you know, so many different sports here in, in, in Kingston. And we have Queen's University, St. Lawrence College, RMC. We've got high school, um, and of course, all the other sports that come along with minor soccer and minor hockey and minor football, and uh, we can go on and on and on with the amount of sports that we have here. So there's a lot, there's a lot to do, and unfortunately, I, I try to please everyone. It's it, it's not possible, of course, but I I still try to this day. There's no lack of content. No, none whatsoever. And uh, if I had the opportunity, like I said, I would fill my entire sports cast with with local sports. Let's pursue our discussion a little bit on local versus national coverage when it comes to what you do. Now, you've already alluded to it, and I'm just curious to know how important is it for you not only to report 
what happens in a game, but to be there. I try to be as at as many functions as I can possibly be. I, I do believe in being there live because I I shoot the game and I edit it. I, I maybe I'm not the best uh, shooter television wise there is, but uh, I do what I can do. And I'll go to a junior C hockey game and I'll shoot uh, the game and hopefully get a few goals. And then I get interviews afterwards. And then I go back and I put it together. But uh, I try to be a at as many functions as I possibly can. But you've got to remember that I have to be in studio to put my sports test cast together from like 3.30 to, to, to 5.30. That's when I, that, that's my time in-house. Mm-hmm. So I have very little time outside of that to go and do sports. So hopefully there's an event in the afternoon that I can cover, or as I said before, and I hope the union's not listening to this, but I'll work at night a couple <laughs> extra hours to go do uh, a, a, a practice or a game and um, it's it's just who I am but um, I love local sports and the thing is I, I feel for every team that wins I, I sense their championship I yeah. feel it yeah and when the team loses I feel that as well mm-hmm. so I, I try to be in the middle but get involved deep down inside I'm happy for the team that wins and I'm also very sad and disappointed for the team that loses but keep your head up guys or girls whoever it is great effort Great game. Um, learn from it and, and, and move on. You know? I think there's something uh, that people don't really know about how a sportscast is put together, or even a newscast. And I think back to the days when I worked in broadcasting, where you had uh, an individual cameraman who would go out with the reporter, whether it was sports or news, and shoot a story. And then the reporter would come back and he would type up what he was going to say around the video and the cameraman would put together the video and then you would go to broadcast. Yeah. But these days all the reporters are their own camera people, correct? Yes. That's okay. that's well put. Yeah. When you are in the studio, so you're editing the video and that's what you've got to do in that short two hour time block to get ready for the newscast at six. Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's a lot different, a lot more stress on the individual oh. like yourself doing all of that and getting it done with the timeline of, okay, six o'clock starts. Well, I used to have a cameraman, and you know him well, Mike Postovit, who yep. is an exceptional sports cameraman. And he would go out and he would shoot one or two stories for me. He'd bring them back in, and then we'd sit down and we'd discuss what he had. And he put it together. I just had to write it and then present it on the air. Those days are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm my own camera person, as I mentioned before, so I have to do it all. Yeah. And that's time-consuming. So, and uh, this is the nature of the business these days. Everybody is. is, all the broadcasters are trying to make a buck. Mm-hmm. There's no nothing wrong in that. And the problem is, is that there are so many outlets that are covering news and sports that you have to find your own little niche and you have to do it economically. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about some of the players, regardless of sports, that you have seen leave Kingston and become very successful in your time, in your 44 years of sports casting. Well, there's been a few, but, you know, I I just had a little tour of CFRC and I saw some names there that were very familiar to me with Chris Cuthbert. Mm. Chris used to work here at CFRC and, of course, now on TSN and Sportsnet he's worked at. And um, I did an interview with him about 10 years ago. He wrote a book on uh, hockey rinks throughout Canada in small towns. And he came to uh, the studio and uh, I was blown away. And I said, Chris, how are you, Doug Jeffries? He said, oh, I know who you are. And I said, really? He says, I used to listen to you when I went to Queen's University. And 
That meant so much to mm-hmm. me. But Chris was a great broadcaster, and I love uh, watching him on TV doing the football games or whatever sport it is that he, he covers. But, um, you know, there, I, I think Doug Hargraves, the legendary coach for Queen's University, once said, if you want to be successful in life, surround yourself with talented people. Mm-hmm. And I believe I've done that. And And when I say that, I mean, Kingston is so blessed to have so many talented individuals over the years we're talking over the last 40 years for me anyways thousands upon thousands upon thousands of talented young athletes and um, I've just surrounded myself by them they they tell the I tell the story they they do all the work mm-hmm. I just tell the story and I love doing that I love my passion for local sports high school championship games and somebody asked me the other day Dave do you have one memory that you know, that stands out. I can't really say yes, but Queen's football, you know, I just love Queen's football. And I was at the 78 championship game, the Vanier Cup in Toronto at Varsity Stadium when the Gales beat the British Columbia Thunderbirds. Uh, I think it was 16 to 3. I was at that game. And of course, they won the Vanier Cup uh, in 209 and uh, in Quebec City, and they won the Vanier Cup in 91, if I'm not mistaken, at Skydome. They were probably the the biggest memories that I have, but I love Junior C Hockey because my dad started the Junior C Hockey team in Gananoque way back in 1970, so I have such a passion for Junior C Hockey, and it was such a thrill to see the Napanee Raiders. No team from Eastern Ontario had ever won the Clarence Tubby Schmaltz Trophy until the Napanee Raiders did it in 1993. The Picton Pirates did it in 2013, and last year the Napanee Raiders did it again with a big win over the Grimsby Peach Kings. Um, They are three of the biggest memories for me because they won it on home ice. I was there. I was able to videotape uh, the Picton and the Napanee games in 93. I was working on radio, so I got to interview the guys and put it on CKLC, but they were three of the best moments that I, I can certainly recall. Have to tell the listeners that before we started recording, uh, we were bemoaning the fact that as we get older, our memories start to go. I don't think your memory's going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, throwing off all of these dates and the scores and all of this stuff, you're a real sportscaster because you've got that, I don't know what it is, but you remember all this stuff. Well, you know, we're here at Queen's, and I'm so blessed to have met so many wonderful people at Queen's University. Um, you know, I mentioned Doug Hargraves, and I, and I knew Pat Sheehan very well. I'm getting to know Steve Snyder, the new head football coach. But I worked with so many wonderful people in-house, like um, John McFarlane. Um, Rolf Lund. Rolf was such a great guy. And and again, I surround myself with talented and intellectual people, and, and they are just wonderful to work with. And uh, Queen's University has been a big part of, you know, of, of my life. And mm-hmm. I didn't go here, but I actually feel like I'm an alumni. I have covered so many different sports. And I remember when the Queen's Gales won the, the hockey championship with Fred O'Donnell and Dale Sands coaching in 1981. They didn't win again until last year with Brett Gibson, who's from Gananoque, and I know very well. And what a memory that was with the Memorial Center, 3,200 fans at the Memorial Center. I never thought I'd see the day when Queen's hockey would pack an arena mm-hmm. to capacity. And they did it with the big 4-1 victory over the Guelph Griffins, winning the OUA championship well, for the first time since 1981. Let's diverge a little bit and talk about the Hockey Hall of Fame. 
You are on the board of that particular organization. Mm -hmm. uh, how important is that to the city? I think it's extremely important. We're now in its 25th year, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, I believe there are 172 in the hall right now, and uh, I'm blessed to say that I probably know 100 of them mm -hmm. and uh, have met them, have interviewed them. And again, it goes back to surround yourself with talented people, and there's 100 people that I knew that are now in the Hall of Fame, and um, great names, I mean... I, I could throw all kinds of names out. I didn't want to leave anybody out. But, you know, we're talking Don Cherry and, and that, that first year, you know, Lauren Ferguson. And, uh, you know, there are just so many wonderful names. Uh, Kingston's sports history. I mean, it's it's incredible. The people, if, you, if anybody ever goes and looks at the website and finds out who really is in that Hall of Fame, you're absolutely blown away. Some of the biggest names in, in, in sports in Canada are on that list. And then, of course, the biggest names in sport in here in Kingston. Lorraine Snyder was a great bowler. How many people remember Lorraine Snyder? But I do, and she was a tremendous bowler. You say bowling? I've covered bowling before as well. It's another sport that we mentioned. I, I don't know if there is I a sport. I didn't have bowling on my list. <laughs> I don't know if there's a sport. I just said hurling because hurling isn't played here. Maybe I haven't done cricket. I haven't, or yeah, cricket. I haven't really done any cricket stories. And we just formed a cricket club here in Kingston just a couple of years ago. If I'm not mistaken, I think Queens might have a cricket club as well, but I stand to be corrected. But uh, you name the sport. I don't care what sport it is. If there's a championship or if there's a, a big event, I'll cover it. Lawn bowling. I've covered lawn bowling in the last little while. They had a couple of big events at the, the, the Kingston Club on Napier Street. But uh, I was at the St. Lawrence College basketball uh, practice the other day because they just opened their season, and Taryn Turnbull is the, the new coach for the Vikings, and she was a tremendous basketball player. Full scholarship ride at Tulane University, and she went overseas and played professional basketball. But Aaliyah Edwards just signed on with the University of Connecticut. She's probably the best young basketball player I've ever seen. She's going to have a tremendous career. She just made her debut with Canada's national senior team, and she's just, as I said, she just... Um, uh, signed on with the University of Connecticut Huskies, a powerhouse program in the United States. And uh, you're going to hear more about Leah Edwards. And I knew her when she was just 12 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and she's only 18 now, but she is. Uh, and, and, you know, I saw some great hockey players here in Kingston, Kenny Lindsman, and we could go on and on and on. You, you name the sport and, you know, I could probably throw a name out there at you. Let me take you away from sports completely. No way. What does it can't it, be done. <laughs> what, what does Doug Jeffries do when he's not thinking and working sports? I'm watching sports. <laughs> I, you know, I don't watch a lot on TV, but um, even my wife will admit, you know, uh, on the weekends when I'm not supposed to be, I'll, I'll go to an event. Mm -hmm. I'll go because I just enjoy going and sometimes I just enjoy going and watching them but they see me there and no I'm sorry I don't have a camera with me today I just came to, to watch you play and uh, sometimes I don't care whether it's soccer or baseball or football or hockey it it doesn't matter to me it uh, it occupies my time it's my passion whether I'm working at it or not um, Sunday nights it's a junior C hockey game somewhere Gananoque, Amherstview, Napanee wherever the game is whichever I think is going to be the better game I'll go, I'll pick my son up, and we'll go watch the hockey game. So when you're at home and you're watching television, the sports networks have to be part of the package you get on your television. I told my wife that, yeah, and she just switched <laughs> over from Kojako to Bell, and I said, well, I, I don't really care as long as I have my Sportsnet and my TSN. 
that's all that matters to me. We could go on for a much longer period of time, but we have run out of time on the show today. And I've enjoyed the conversation, and I want to wish you all the best. And whether you stay for another uh, five, ten years uh, <laughs> or decide to look at retirement square in the eye in the not-too-distant future, all the best to you, and thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me, Dave. Theme music for the program is Stasis Oasis, a tune written and performed by Kingston musician Jim Aylesworth. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about any of our episodes, please send a note to the Kingstonian Podcast Facebook page. This is Dave Cunningham from Kingston, Ontario. Thank you for listening. Until next time.